0: At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, in the 12th episode of the series Fabulous Foods, we travel to God's own country, Kerala, and discover how Portuguese and Arab influences have shaped the cuisine of the state. In the town of Kochi in Kerala lies one of the most unique pieces of architecture one can find in India. In 1568, The Raja of Kochi gifted land to a tiny religious community so that they have a place of worship away from home. This community was fleeing persecution in Spain and Portugal and arrived in India in the 15th and 16th centuries. They were given the name Paradesi or a foreigner in Malayalam due to their descent. This monument is located at the dead end of a lane which is right by the ocean. It's more popularly known as the Paradesi Synagogue. And it happens to be not just India's oldest synagogue, but also the oldest amongst the Commonwealth of Nations, comprising 54 countries. The community itself is known as the Paradesi Jews, though they came much later than the Malabari Jews of Kerala. Meanwhile, the most interesting aspect of the monument is not its age. At the top of the synagogue sits a clock tower built in the 17th century. In 1668, it was built by Jewish trader David Rahabi, and the clock worked perfectly till 1932. It was eventually restored in 1999. Uniquely, the clock tower has only three faces. The southern side has Roman numerals and faces Jew town, where most of the Indian Jewish community settled. The northern side has Malayalam numbers and faces the palace of the Raja of Kochi. The western side, which faces the sea, has numerals in Arabic. I cannot think of a better monument which encapsulates Kerala's cultural evolution and emergence. A unique homage to the Malayali, Jewish and Arab influences that have come to shape the land. And yet there is one more influence which has had a wide-ranging impact on Malayali cuisine. In the 15th century, the enormous demand for spices brought the Portuguese to Kerala. With them, they brought potatoes, chilies, tomato, cashew nut, guava, papaya and pineapple. However, They aim for a deeper integration with the native people. Dr. Sergio Mascaranes, in his work titled Christians and Cochin, the religious factor in Portuguese establishment of Cochin, explains a policy that was introduced in 1510. Under this policy, marriage alliances between Portuguese men and native women were encouraged. This, of course, led to a mixing of food cultures. And you will find one dish extensively in the other Portuguese settlement, Goa. The dish is none other than the famous vindaloo, pork cooked in red wine, vinegar and garlic. The name Vindaloo comes from the Portuguese name Carne de Vina Dialos which means meat in garlic marinade. The Vina Dialos became the easier to pronounce Vindaloo. But also just like in Goa, the Portuguese aimed to spread the message of the Catholic Church in Kerala as well. However, to their horror, they discovered that the wrong kind of Christians already existed in Kerala the Syrian Christians. Incidentally, it is the Syrian Christians who give the name to Appam, which is a rice and coconut hopper. It is likely to have originated from the Syriac word Apia and its various variations of Appam, such as Palappam made of rice flour and coconut milk, or a sweet Nei Appam made of rice and flour jaggery, or even the Kalappam, which is made of toddy and does not use any yeast. The Portuguese, meanwhile, rampaged through Kerala, forcing the Syrian Christians to convert to Catholicism, even offering them jobs as an incentive. The Syrian Christians followed the Patriarch in Babylon, which was not acceptable to the Portuguese. In June 1599, they introduced the Synod of Diampa, which decreed that all Christians must pay homage to the Pope in Rome. While initially the Syrian Christians accepted this, in 1633, a section of them revolted. They refused to have any religious associations with the Portuguese and this led to one of the most fascinating metaphorical battles between the two communities, signs of which are still visible in Cochin. Less than a kilometre away from the Paradisi Synagogue lies the Our Lady of Life Church. Just like any other church, right at the top stands a cross. But it was on this very cross that the rebels died a thick rope and then began a tug-of-war which are two separate teams. One that vowed to pay allegiance to Rome, the other did not. This tug of war bent the cross and obtained its name, Kunan Kurishu, meaning Bent Cross. To this date, it can be seen at the chapel. And given that over 90% of Christians in Kerala are still Syrian Christians, it isn't hard to guess which side eventually won. While the Syrian Christians may have given us the gift of the name Appam, the Portuguese left an indelible mark on Malayali cuisine. The colonialists were dealing with a practical issue, feeding its large armies on land as well as sea. Fresh vegetables and meat were not available at sea, neither was the ability to bake bread. The only resources available abundantly was rice, which was powdered and steamed in cylindrical bamboo pipes. These could easily be cooked over a pot of boiling water. And if you are a Malayali, you may have guessed this by now. It gave rise to one of the most popular breakfast dishes in Kerala, the puttu. Coconut was added to puttu by the locals. And today, it's eaten with a wide range of curries. But the Portuguese were not the only foreigners who innovated for practical reasons. The Arab traders, whose long-standing relationship with the state led to the emergence of the community known as the Mappila Muslims. One explanation of their name is that it comes from Maapillai or children of mothers whose paternal lineage was a blur since Arab traders never stayed for long periods of time in Kerala. The community fused key ingredients from both cultures, the long-standing tradition of using ghee and coconut from Kerala and adding wheat, chicken or mutton pieces, much adored by the Arabs. This led to the creation of a Haleem-like dish known as the Alisa, still eaten widely amongst the Mapila Muslims. Be it the well known Appam and Puttu or the lesser-known Alisa, these dishes remind me of the unique loktar on the Paradisi synagogue. While there is a side of Malayali, Jewish and Arab influences, the fourth side is notably blank. As we travel, we must sometimes become a blank slate, willing to absorb and enjoy foods, which may not be native to our palate. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am put of memory on Twitter and why we travel 42 on Instagram.